0: What's up, my little mistakers, and welcome to the Humor in Mistakes podcast. I'm your host, Donovan McNeil, and each week my co-host and I, Andrew Gleason, have a guest on our show who opens up about mistakes that they've made in their lives. And Andrew and I laugh at them with the hopes that you, our little mistakers, We'll find out that mistakes are just fine, and not be so scared to make them. Let me start out by saying shout out to our sponsor, Trolley Stop Hot Dogs on Franklin Street in North Carolina. Go get yourself a delicious hot dog from them, and tell them humor in mistakes sent you. You'll get a discount. Our guest this week is Stillman Imba. It rhymes with Simba. Stillman Imba. Uh, He's a great guy. We do improv together. He's black. So I was like, yo, come jump on the show. I want you on. I like your whole style. He agreed to do it. Uh, One thing that you will understand while listening to this podcast is that Stillman loves his wife. He makes that very clear. I think that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, The thing I love about Stillman is he's very honest. On this show, he talks about signing up for the Army Reserves and forgetting to ask his wife first and coming home and telling her that he signed a contract. So this is a fun episode. Take a listen. If you like, please subscribe. Give us feedback. Thank you, little Mistakers. Enjoy. What's up? My Little Mistakers, and welcome to the Humor in Mistakes podcast. I'm here with comedian, fellow friend, fellow brother, Stillman Imba. Hey, what's going on,
1: man? What's, is it Imba?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Ember. You, you did it right. Ah, uh, hell yeah. All right, we're on a one-week uh, one, one week streak of me getting last names right. That's one one up on the board. One up on the board. <laughs> I'm terrible with last names because I focus so much on the first name. Yeah. That by the time the last name enters my brain, I fuck it up. But one week. I I remembered it cause of Simba. Like
1: I That's a good reference. That's okay. a good reference. Good reference. Uh where are you from? I'm from Durham, North Carolina. Uh my father is from Nigeria. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where where the Lion King took place. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh well my co host Andrew Gleason is here. Uh yeah, I'm not not from there. <laughs> Are you
2: sure? Are you sure? No, I'm from uh, Vegas, but uh, I'm tra- excited to be here. <laughs> Have you traced your lineage yet? My sister did, but I know it's like a little different for like the women's side of the family and all that. But yeah, uh, mostly Irish. Go figure.
0: Okay. Well, welcome, everyone. Uh, Stillman, you're here because you look like a man who has made mistakes
1: before. I get that a lot. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you you're from Durham. Let's get to know a little bit about you. First, uh what got you into Durham? Like what got you here? Have you been here? How long have you been here?
1: <laughs> um so I was born and raised here and okay. um I got here cuz my father um parents had passed away when he was like eight, somewhere between the age of 18 mm-hmm. and 20. tragic um, accident or like heroic accident they were they were old okay um they had some health problems okay and um you know it was just it was their time um my my father's dad sorry yeah my father's dad um was blind so my father did a lot of like at a young age had a lot of responsibility of taking care of making sure his father was good okay being around the house basically being the man around the house he just decided to get up and say you know what i don't want to be here no more i'm gonna go to North Carolina Central University in Shaw and get a degree and become a teacher.
0: Was this when y'all were in Nigeria? He was like, I was never in Nigeria. Okay,
1: I'm just telling you the story of how I ended up okay. in North Carolina. <laughs> oh, and my father met my mother at Central in the library, and he laid down the African player talk, and <laughs> that's all she wrote.
0: Did he whisper it because he was in the library?
1: I don't know. But all I know is. <laughs> I was born 1991. Hey girl, <laughs> little little drums beating in the back.
0: <laughs> I see you over there checking out uh, that lemony snicket book. Was lemony snicket a thing then?
1: I don't know, man. I was, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a part of my father at this point. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's basically it, guys. I was born and raised in Durham, North Carolina.
0: When were you born?
1: Nin- uh, July 3rd, 1991.
0: Out there 19. So this was the 90s.
1: Year of the Goats, I recently learned.
0: Oh, really? That's
2: the Chinese zodiac for 91.
0: So maybe he was reading, she was reading the encyclopedia. The 90s, people loved the encyclopedia back in the 90s. Dude, yeah. I think she was reading <laughs> the encyclopedia. He was like, uh, my le- my favorite letter is S, and you mm-hmm. happen to be on the letter Q. That's near each other. <laughs> nah, that is pretty far. away well, A B C D F G H I J K L M P Q R E Q R S. That's close. Uh, that's pretty close. R's, yeah.
1: R is in between. Don't them. y'all do not ever test me on my alphabet. I did, and I felt stupid because like I thought so. <laughs> Q is to the left of S. Uh, I thought it was like further to the right. Something's right. <laughs> <We laughs> later in the alphabet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See, when I was in trouble, you had to say them backwards. You had to start with Z. So my alphabet game is on point. I'm not going to test you. Yeah, yeah we're not going to get it. <laughs> okay, so you were born in a library? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um,
1: Probably thought about in the library, yes. Yeah, I yeah. was thought about.
2: Yeah. Libraries can be
0: sexy places. I love librarians because of what they do for society. They help people find their library books.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Look, the librarian look is sexy. It is. Because shout out to Tina Fey, I used to have a crush on
0: her on Saturday Night Live. Let me tell you something about Tina Fey, bro. I love it. Like, never mind. <laughs> Let's get back on track. Uh, oh yeah, you're from Durham. Yes. So what was it like growing up as a kid here?
1: It was good for me. I know a lot of people like there's a lot, of, a lot of people say like, oh man, Durham is Durham is bad. <laughs> you're gonna die. <laughs> oh nah, that's not. That could be anywhere, you know what I'm saying. It was good for me because my parents they they sheltered me. My dad being from a would you consider a third world country? No. I missed the country. Which one? Nigeria. Nigeria. Okay. I don't know if you could, mm. I, don't, I don't know if I could consider, it. but basically I guess the we're not I'm not good on my you know geography and all that stuff. So I'll keep it simple and just say that um being the, being out of country um being and growing up in those you know. Areas of Nigeria that my father did, he wasn't as um, fortunate as we are here. So he had to do a lot more. And uh, my mother being born in the country also as well, not being as fortunate with money and, you know, family situations, stuff like that. They vowed to themselves that, hey, we're going to get our education. They both got their masters. Okay. And we're going to, you know, I say this out of respect for my parents, but. We're gonna shelter our kids, and we're not gonna show them the the bad side of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna we're gonna bring them up how we wish we were brought up, and just keep it pushing from there. Like, like
2: I don't blame them. I, that's what I want to do with my kids. I don't. I mean, Felicity Hoffman buying her daughter's way into college. Mm-hmm. If I could do that, if you could do that, wouldn't you do that?
0: I'm here for it. Like, if you have enough money to buy your kids and to go to Harvard or something, and you don't, aren't you the asshole? Right? <laughs> yes. I am I agree with both of y'all. Shelter, I think, giving your
2: kids an upbringing that you wish you had is, is good. That's what
1: good parents do, right? That is. But at the same time, you have to allow your kids to make mistakes, especially young. And by that, I mean, like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, my parents, and once again, you know, I made it. You know what I'm saying? Graduated high school, been to college. Didn't graduate college, but I've been. My 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 parents did a good job of keeping me off the streets. I think it was more so of uh, they didn't want me to get caught up in that statistic. You know what I'm saying? Being a uh, um, being a black man in this world. You know what I'm saying? You got to finish school. Don't be out here gang banging. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't want me to get involved in that type of area. But I feel like sometimes you can't like you can't shield me from every friend that comes through. Like you you, you know the um you guys seen Bad Boys. Yeah. That boy's uh, two when uh, Martin Lawrence and um, Will Smith's character they come to the door because um oh, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Reggie <laughs> Reggie's coming to take out you know uh, Martin's character's uh, daughter out like that's what I felt like my parents did for every friend that came through like, it just, <laughs> they like they checked they checked all my friends which was good I mean you know that's that's great parenting but I do feel like now that I'm grown like I missed out on. Getting in trouble? <laughs> in, in a sense. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I, I do feel like I... Because it helps build character. You know what I'm saying?
0: I agree with you. My mom said I was never going to be a statistic, and especially because my dad went to jail when I was really young. Mm-hmm. So my mom was determined to keep me out of jail, which was like the worst decision she could have made because it made my life a living hell. Like, anything that I did that my dad did, she would think it was going to lead me up into jail. So my dad ran track, and I remember asking, could I run track? And she was like, so you want to be a drug dealer now, huh? <laughs> how, did <you> get- <laughs> how did you get there? <laughs> or uh, He was a class clown, too. So when she started realizing I was the class clown of the mm-hmm. group, I don't remember how many times she'd be like, Oh my God. Do you have cocaine in your book bag? Like <laughs> oh,
1: I can relate to the class clown thing. Like so in, in middle school I went to a, a middle school called Shepherd Magnet um middle school. It's um it's in Durham, I uh, don't remember the street. But in sixth grade I spent the whole sixth grade playing around. You know what I'm saying? Didn't really care much about, you know, school or whatnot. I always Fuck been in classrooms school. cracking jokes with, you know, all my friends and whatnot. Port report card uh time came around and um of course, you know, my mom got a hold of it and she was like, Yeah, this is this isn't this isn't going down. We're taking you out of this <laughs> this school <laughs> and we're gonna put you in a uh, a private school. So I ended up going to McAlagon Catholic school. Best time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> educationally and socially, best time of my life. So my, my, my parents made good decisions, but the decision of not wanting me to be class clown made me even more of a class clown once I got to the Catholic school. Cause I was one out of four black kids there. So like I could get away with like growing up, I, I could get away with like saying like other um black comedian jokes like Bernie Macs. Um like when the Kings of Comedy came out around that time, it was like what, two thousand and one? Something like, like that. Something like, like, like 2000, that. 2001. And then, you know, Bernie Mac did the um them downstairs. And then he was doing like, <laughs> talking about his kids and then talking about the you know he wants some milk and cookies and you know, all that <laughs> stuff like I'll get away with the class it was like I didn't have to do much you know what I'm saying like and everybody like laughs and everybody loves me it was like it was perfect it was perfect being the token is sometimes fun it is till you get older and you realize <laughs> this ain't cool man I gotta I gotta find my own <laughs> yeah I got <laughs> it well, was I cooning so this way. whole time <laughs> shh, shh, heavily <laughs> heavily man. But you know, I, I did what I had to to survive socially. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were able
2: to uh take advantage of the fact that all these kids didn't have exposure to this whole other culture and you could totally play that into your hand. That how many true. how many
1: uh Catholic private school kids did you turn on to like music they'd never heard? Music. So, they actually turned me... On. I told you I was sheltered. They turned me on to music I ain't never heard. Like, hip-hop wasn't a, a thing in my household. Like, oh, okay. Sorry, I'll take that back. The closest thing we got to hip-hop was Naughty by Nature. Or, like, the Space Jam uh, soundtrack. That was like that the closest closest I've gotten to hip-hop until I got to um, high school when I was introduced to Lil Wayne. So you knew the Kings of Comedy, but you didn't know Nelly? It's weird, bro, like, I, I would go to the movie theaters with my parents and... I remember um we went to go see Beloved. That's rated R. You know the movie with Oprah Winfrey and uh Danny Glover like that movie is hardcore <laughs> on so many levels. A kid my age <laughs> should not be watching this movie, but we did. It was all about like if we if you're going to be introduced to all this stuff, I'm going to be with you. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like on on that guard. So like, it wasn't what, a lot.
0: What about when you lost your virginity? Did they let you experience that on your own or did, <laughs> <were they? laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I experienced that on my own. <laughs> they weren't they weren't holding my hand with that, but I do remember my my dad um, asking me a question. Um, my my uh, girlfriend was in um, this was like years later. I'm like anywhere between senior year of high school and towards the end of freshman year of college. Um, I remember my dad asking me. Um, girlfriend's upstairs at the time, and I came downstairs to get a blanket, and my dad stopped. And he had like a, I'm going to try the African accent. I'm not African, so. But he's black, so but it's okay. I'm black. I just, just want to make sure. And my dad it. is. Yeah, this is, is not me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is not Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. I remember my dad <laughs> coming upstairs and getting a blanket. I remember my dad asking me, Hey, uh, let me talk to you for a second. Are, are you having uh, sexual intercourse? And I remember looking at my dad. And it was like, my father and I, we didn't share like, Intimate conversations like this You know what I'm saying Like I'm talking like It was never like Never me coming home From a uh, <laughs> From soccer practice saying Dad I didn't play well Why not son It was never like Those type of conversations oh, So no. to jump from <laughs> Nothing to like Are you having sex <laughs> It's kind of like <laughs> It's huge And I was just like I'm gonna say no But then I was like Nah this is my dad Like you look into your father's eyes Regardless of whether y'all talk or not yeah. It's like Yeah I am <laughs> Then I remember him saying, okay, okay, okay. Uh, are you using protection? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, as long as you're using protection, we are fine. <laughs> we are good. Be safe out here in these streets. <laughs> like, I don't want to be a grandfather. <laughs> I don't. At that point, I think, like, <laughs> thinking back to it, I feel like he was, like, he wanted to, because he, he was working on being more involved in my life, like, once again, this is like fast forward. We missed a lot, but we don't need to talk about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> he, he wanted to be more involved in my life, so that was his way of trying to like start conversation. You know what I'm saying?
0: He started the, he
1: started Hit. like on, <laughs> yo
0: like like on the mountain peak. He could have asked you how your day was first for nah, a couple nah, weeks. Nah, are, you,
1: are you having sex? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that was he probably marked it in his journal. I really bonded with Stillman today. <laughs>
1: We're working on her. We're working on us. I I love that man.
0: He's awesome. So question for you. Uh, You grew up in a home. I grew up in the same way. I I don't know if Andrew did, but like where you just didn't talk about feelings. Yeah. You have children now. Mm -hmm. Are you going to raise them the same way or are you going to open up and
1: talk about feelings? So, all right. So I'm definitely going to... um, open them up and talk about feelings or I guess <laughs> no nah, I'm not gonna crack them open and <laughs> pull out some emotions. Are like, you feeling like this today? Nah, but um so so I was fortunate enough to marry um my uh high school sweetheart and um she's a a person who really values she comes from a, a family that they opened up and they expressed to themselves and it was like, Hey mom, I know you did this but I don't like the fact that you did that. And the mother would be like, Well you know what? I'm sorry that you feel that way. But it is what it is. You get what I'm saying? So like yeah. they, she grew up from a family where they were able to, they were taught not to hold stuff in. Because when you hold stuff in, it's going to, later on, it's going to, like, you, could be, <laughs> you can be, you can hold something in for, like, two months. like, And then, like, three months later, the person that did something to you two months, two months ago will just hand you the wrong sandwich. And then you'll just, like, lay loose on them. And it will be like, <laughs> what grounds do you have to lay – you know what I'm saying? And it just – it causes more problems. I was like, yeah. So that was – I feel like my parents held stuff
2: in the four years that they were together before me. And then after I was born,
1: it was just every day, a premature – Right. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, well, kind that – <laughs> But, yeah, you know, it's, it's like that just – it just continues building and building and building to the point where – it's time to to fix situations but you can't because it started like years ago, you know what i mean? like the root of it started years ago to the point now you don't even know where it's all tangled up. You don't know where to begin. So um she i'm i'm going by i'm going by her playbook. I'm letting her take take the take the wheel. Okay. I'm letting her drive. I'm in the passenger seat taking notes when she's that around and I'm just going to follow follow that cuz I want my kids to be um I want I want my kids to be more comfortable in their with in their own skin, you know what I'm saying? Or I guess in their own head. I would I would mm-hmm. say that'd be a better way. Of and it's it. not I don't
2: have kids, but from everything that I do know, I have worked with small kids before and I it's not as hard as people think. It's not as daunting. Kids will talk about their feelings. It's only when they're taught that they need to suppress them. I mean, if you ask a kid, are you angry right now? Why are you angry? Mm-hmm. They'll tell you. Right, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, I don't think it's as daunting as people think, but I guess it's all up to your parenting style. That's that's the
1: parenting style is like huge.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. huge. I feel like that was typical, in like especially in African American homes, like not talking about feelings, mm-hmm. and it's something I've had to get out of. Because I remember I was an R. I'm I'm working on it, but when I was already in college. I remember this dude opened up to me, like one of my residents, and he was telling me how he had a bad day and stuff. And I remember feeling so uncomfortable because I was like, Men don't talk like this. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> I had to sit there and play the PlayStation as he talked because I was so uncomfortable. Now I could deal with it. But at the time, I was like 20 and fresh out of like that home environment. We didn't talk about anything. I was like, this dude is opening up to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what are you doing, What man? are you doing? <laughs> are, are you about to cry? Oh, no,
1: don't cry. <laughs> no. <laughs> I should not kick you out right now, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. As I mean, we shouldn't be afraid of our emotions and our our feelings. We, but just I don't know, man. But you sound like you're pretty in touch with your emotions. Now I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like because I mean, for one, my um, significant other, you know, my partner, my ride or die, is someone who is open about her emotions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like I I don't know, like so my wife and I, we've had. Um, we've we had arguments or we'll get into like conflict with one another. Not about like, who's this bitch? Or, so where you going now? But more so of like, so why are you not talking? Like, how are you feeling? Like, did I do something that upset you? <laughs> did me just be like, nah, I'm, I just, I just I'm good. I just don't want to talk about right now. But we need to talk about it. Like, are we going to, what is it that we're going to do moving forward? You get what I'm saying? So it's like, to this point, I feel like, It all comes on me. This is like the one, like, I'm not speaking for all men. (laughs) I'm just speaking for me. Like, I am the problem in my relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because I choose not to, sometimes I'll, like, hide back in my shell and choose not to communicate. But, like, communication is is so important. It's important, but sometimes you got to take a step
2: back, analyze how you feel, and how to best approach the situation. Sometimes you don't want to talk about shit right after it happens.
0: Yeah, like, I I agree with that. Like sometimes I think this overly open, say how you feel at some moment you feel it, can be dangerous because you haven't had a time to like filter your thoughts, and that's when you end
1: up saying something that, <laughs> that you will don't wreck. mean, <laughs> you just Yo. wreck everything. Like, um, I I agree with y'all, you know, one hundred percent. Because like, especially me, like in the moment, I'm going to say something that should not be said. Or nor should it be thought of but because like especially I feel like I'm being pressured to produce something some- sometimes like like I know like my wife she doesn't um she she never wants to anger me, you know what I'm saying, or she never wants to get under my skin or be the reason why I'm having a bad day, nobody wants to be the reason why your best friend, your brother, or your loved one is having a bad day, mm-hmm. nobody wants that to happen, but if you're trying to if something happens and In a situation, I'm trying to be very vague with this, but yet general at the same time. Um, if something does happen in a situation, and you're thinking to yourself, like, I really don't like that he did this, but I know if I um say something, he's you know, he's gonna take it the wrong way. So let me let me start from here and build my way up. So then they'll bring something else. Like, hey, you didn't take the garbage out the (laughs) other day, like. Come on, it's, it stinks in here. I need you to take the garbage out. And then you being who you are, you in the back of your mind, you're thinking to yourself like, really? Like, I'm out here bringing money, you know what I'm saying? Getting, <laughs> Trying to get as much money as I can, putting food on the table. All right, I forgot. You know what I'm saying? Then you start having these little petty little arguments. <laughs> then they start building up. And then in the heat of the moment, the truth comes out as to why this conversation even got started. <laughs> so now we're like sitting here like, how do we get here? Yeah. And then you're mad because... <laughs> y'all get it
2: (laughs) well that's the thing and I feel like sometimes in the heat of the moment I'm like I really want to call you a a bitch right now Hmm. but I'm not going to so I'm going to shut down and come back later I feel like a lot of times that doesn't happen on the other end of the court
0: but (laughs) it ain't I blame it on the movies man there you go the
1: movie social media
0: the movies social media like as a kid we used to watch these movies like baby boy right Mm -hmm. where she'd be upset and jody be like the dude be like you know how i feel about you girl and then that's all he would say (laughs) and like in all these movies the dudes be like yo you know I really care. I just can't express it, and that would solve the argument. So I grew up emulating like that's all I have to do. Like I don't have to express my emotions. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is say, "Look, you know how I feel about you, baby girl," and like everything's worked out. Everything should just fall in line. Yeah, like, she knows how, knows how what I feel about means. her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't ever have to say it. Nah,
1: you gotta say more, dog. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to learn that now. The movies are accurate. <laughs> you gotta nah, say man. a lot more. Oh man, but and what sucks is that it's going to be a minute before i mean there might be some indie movies out there where they um portray a a good uh relationship between a man and a woman to where the i'm talking where the man is looked is looked at as the sensitive one but still keeps his like isn't looked at as a as a wuss you know what i'm saying like i feel like we we get into that category where if you share your emotions you're you're a straight wuss like there's nothing there's nothing man about you but that's a whole other topic because, like, what does it technically mean to be a man? You know what I mean? That's a whole other topic.
0: True. I also think, man, when it comes to emotions, people are like, oh, you don't open up your emotions. Uh, you don't open up emotionally. That makes you weak or something. I don't know because, like, okay, physical pain can hurt, right? Mm -hmm. But we've established how important mental health is, right? So if you want to protect your brain and your emotions and have, like, a higher wall, because someone can destroy you emotionally and you can't go to work for two weeks or Mm -hmm. months at a time. You take up a drinking habit or a drug habit. Like, people can wreck you emotionally. So why is it so bad for you to really protect your emotions? Know, it's it's tough it's tough it's tough I, for both sides I, I, I have a wall up it takes a while to get past it because I know people can affect me emotionally I'm cool with it I accept that you're a sensitive guy I could be <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright so <laughs> uh, I don't know where we were but we were getting to know you. Yeah. Where, um, uh,
2: you college you went to college
1: yeah Yeah. so where'd you go to college I went to North Carolina State University um 2010, and I uh, went there for solid two I want to, I want to somewhere between two to three years because I dropped out on the verge of reaching my junior year of college. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I dropped out because my, my father died. Um, year was what was it, 2012? 2011, 2012, one or two. I'm terrible at time. Um, and uh, he he was he was teaching at he was a professor at North Carolina Central University. He was there for like 20, 20 years, and so I grew up on Central's campus before they made all like the you know changes that they made. So like after he left, um, he 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 died of a heart attack. After after he left, it, it felt kind of like it felt really lonely walking on campus, going to classes and stuff like that. So I was just like, yeah, I'm done. So I dropped out, got a job. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's basically it. Were um, you in the service for a little bit? I was. Okay. So, I um, I, I guess we can keep the story going on then. So I, I dropped dropped out of college, began working at as a um as a as a runner server at a um contemporary Mexican restaurant. Did that for a little bit, then I worked at Talbots and Brooks Brothers and. Pottery bond for kids, all within like I say I dropped out two thousand and thirteen. Between thirteen and two thousand fifteen, I worked those uh, many mini jobs. And um twenty fifteen I joined the um I enlisted to uh join the army. And um <laughs> I I think that's one of my like mistakes that I now I, I laugh at it because of the reason why I joined. Why it's, did you it's join? Funny. Because I wanted to be a man, <laughs> I wanted I wanted to know what it felt like to to look at fear and laugh at it. That's why. That's why I, joined. I want to be Rambo. I wanted to be Rambo. Well, okay, I didn't want to be Rambo, but I I, I did want to, you know, say I was like like I'm, I I packed on some weight, you know what I'm saying? But I was skinnier like then, you know what I mean? And I just didn't feel like walking amongst you know the trees. Aka people, you know what I mean. Like you you feel kind of you feel small, you know what I mean. And um, I just I just I felt like the army could definitely teach me what I felt I was missing that my father didn't teach me. Um, Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) Hundred percent. If I think feel like if I had joined the army, like if if I I feel like I was born thirty years ago and I joined the army, then yes,
0: you'd be a man.
1: I would have, I would have definitely got what I thought I was gonna get in terms of like the, the the amount of toughness. You know what I'm saying? Cause like they were able to beat you back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they they, they could put your hands on you. You know it's what I mean? Old it's,
2: Vietnam vets. Yeah. Talking about like, talking about not talking about shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Our,
0: I don't know, man. So yeah, like that was the original. Don't ask, don't tell.
1: <laughs> they, they beat your ass, <laughs> they, yo. Any, anything goes back in the day Now it's it's a lot. It, it's it's a lot safer as, for a human being to um, to join the army because you know they got the sharp programs in place, the sexual harassment sexual harassment assault response program, which I feel like is really good, um, especially for women. And uh, they just it's just it's a lot in place now. Um, if you're thinking about committing suicide. They they're, they're real heavy on that, so like I'm, I'm talking about to the point where, I kid you not, we've we've had a couple of uh, my time there. I was stationed in uh, Fort Stewart, uh, Georgia, so I was with the Third Infantry Division, um, Rock of the Mar. <laughs> yeah. oh, #Hashtag it #Hashtag it Shout out to them. <laughs> Shout out to Rock of the Mar. Um, one of one of our buddies was uh, thinking about committing suicide or tried it. They'll put him on uh, something that was called um, Suicide Watch, and it's literally either a team leader or somebody will be in the room with them for 24 hours he has to leave his door open the bed in the middle of the uh, middle of their um think of like dorm rooms and in, in like the middle of their room and they
0: don't get any sheets
1: no nah, they, no nah, they got sheets they had pillows <laughs> this is it 30 they, they were well taken care of <laughs> um but it, it was I mean that's just shows you how much time has changed I don't know what they did during the Vietnam, you know what I'm saying, during, like, way back in the day uh, for situations like this. But um, I know, like, they don't play no games. They don't play no games now. So.
0: Well, speaking of suicide, I want to just say one thing. Epstein did not kill himself. If only he had been in the Army, bro.
3: <laughs>
0: if only. He would have been well taken care of. The,
2: the other side of that is after you get out because that's when all the resources just drop off. My cousin, uh, he just got out of service. He just shot himself in the. Lots of I've known at least a couple ex uh, soldiers who decide to swallow some lead. Yeah.
1: It. It. I, I feel like I can't really speak much on that, but I, I can say that one thing: like people who get join the um, military, it's either you love it or you hate it you can't wait to get out. But then when and I'm one of those people where I, I I didn't hate it, but I was ready to get out. And um once I got out though, one thing I will say is I don't miss the only thing I miss is just the brotherhood that was there. The people that you actually like formed um bonds with that you'd be out in the woods, laying down in the prone position late at night. Believe it or not, it gets cold in Georgia. <laughs> between the hours of 3, no, between the hours of 2 and Early in the morning, whenever the till the sun comes up, it is cold. (laughs) If you're by the coast, it is freezing, especially out there in 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 the neck of the woods. It is cold. Um, If you suffer with somebody, you you get bonded, bro. Like you know, it's real when you're um, when you (laughs) when you when you snuggle up with a stranger. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna get to know them really well. Cause I mean, <laughs> at this point, it's like, don't be selfish. You know, like, you know, what are you about? You know, what give I'm me some like, of that
0: body heat. Right, it's it's it real out there.
1: Um, but I'll be honest with you, you missed that, cause you come out here, man, and I was just like, I
0: ain't got nobody <sighs> I ain't to got cuddle nobody. with. Nobody, nobody.
1: <laughs> but now I got I got I got you know my family at the pit, so I'm I'm very happy about that. I, I mean, got y'all.
2: The, the toughest bonds, second to being in the military, is being on an improv team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face So when did you realize It was a mistake to be there
1: To be there So I, I realized it was a mistake To be there Once I got to my duty station And I kid you not There's a small town next to the base of Next to Fort Stewart Which is the, the name of the military base And um, it's called Hinesville And my, my wife and I we got there We check into this hotel and then the lady at the desk asks me is this your first duty station? I'm so I'm fresh out of fresh out of uh, basic training. I got on my <laughs> my army uniform. I'm proud to hold my um my PFC uh badge. What's that yeah. mean? Um private first class. Okay. So I, you know, I was feeling good about myself cuz I'm about to rake in this money, you know what I mean? And uh the lady asks the lady says to me <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um I hate that this is your first duty station. Like that's not the first thing you say. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that. Walking up fresh. Oh my god. So like since then, I felt like everything was going went downhill. It wasn't. It wasn't really yet confirmed for me until like two years. I basically had like a year and a half left on my contract. It was like a three year, thirty six week contract that I had signed, and it wasn't until like a a year or it wasn't until almost. A solid two years in, that I realized, yeah, this this isn't for me. Cause you you'll you'll know as soon as you get in. Like anybody can, if if you have a strong will, like if you if you have a goal and you're and you're like focused on that goal. And my goal was to become a better me. That was that was just the whole goal. Um, you you can succeed, but like once you get into that threshold of whatever it is you're trying to get into, like for for me at that time it was getting into the military. Like I realized that I did not like waking up at Four o'clock in the morning, just to make sure that I can make it to Formation at six thirty. The boy, that's what I had to do. You know what I mean? Because like, especially living not on post, but living off post, like you got to you got to get past that traffic because you're not the only person that got to come into to work this early. And um, also knowing that the the soldier creed that we had to uh, to remember and recite, I didn't the words didn't really mean. That heavy t- for me. You know what I'm saying? You you kind of get the sense of, hmm, I will be doing my country and uh, the military a service. But if my heart is not fully in this, to not do this anymore. Once my contract is up. To not do it. I feel like that was the the best thing to do. And then, you know, of course, I was getting uh, more involved in uh, video content work. So, really, my, my passion was I, I just want to perform. You know what I mean? That's just my my thing. Whatever the Whatever form that takes, I'm down for it, um,
0: dude. I've seen some of your videos; they're really
1: good. Thank you, thank you. Thank the you. crayon one was hilarious. Yeah, that's I, yeah. I'm, I'm a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that that just comes from like. So the crayon I uh, video that I did um, that comes from using the resources that you have just to kind of like practice on the because like, I I want to do like I want I want to get into like doing like drama type stuff. You know what I mean or comedy relationship type um videos or movies or something like that like buddy cops or um doesn't have to necessarily be a buddy cop movie but just that dynamic um but it's hard to find other artistic like that's a safe word to say other artistic or, or other creative uh folks who ha- not only are down for it but have the time and aren't like I guess uptight about it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you run into those some creative people where it's like
2: theater kids suck. Yes, they're flaky, non-committal. <laughs> Sometimes
0: they really irritate me. They need all the details. Yep. All of them are basically the reincarnation of a man who's not dead yet, Robert Downey Jr. Like they talk, they talk like. So, what is the message? I'm trying, bitch, I'm just trying to film a <laughs> fucking comedy thing. Like, let's,
1: just, well, let's have fun. Let's yeah, like, let's just
0: have fun. Well, what is the take behind this character? Like,
1: eh, you're in North Carolina. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. But yeah. So, I, I guess I'll share with... because I haven't really gotten to, like, when I. So, the, mis- the mistake was once I got out, I realized, hmm, I didn't have to join the army. To better take care of my family, because before I got in, money was low. You know what I mean. My wife and I we just basically just got married. It's two thousand fourteen. We just got married, September twenty seventh, two thousand fourteen. You remember that date? I, I remember. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That'll take care of conversations we had earlier. seven. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember that, and um, you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm working two jobs, but it's just it's just not paying. So I was like, you know what, I got to figure something out. But then I get out of, while I'm in the army, I realize, wait a minute, I'm making close to $3,000 a month. And I'm only making this money, not because I'm a PFC, but because I'm married. So like, there's a lot of good benefits that come from you know, um, being in the military. They, they take care of your family. They do a good job of, I have to say, they did a good job of making sure that I had a roof over my head, I had the amount of money I needed to pay for those, you know what I'm saying, bills. Wait, if you get married, you get more yeah, money? Yeah, man. It's called um what is it? BAH. Uh basic uh, basic allowance housing or uh it's basically money for I'm about housing. tired of this shit, man. Yeah, you don't I'm, get no money getting married out here in the
0: civilian world. I'm <laughs> no, well no, you uh you get to decide uh your like whether your person lives or dies or whatever like you, your income, you get to pay less taxes if you're married. If you have children, you get the uh, the children tax cut. Like this is <laughs> this is discriminating against people who are single. They want to force you into that. They, they need to force
2: you into that lifestyle because a nuclear traditional family mm-hmm. is the it, it makes the country the strongest it could be. It's a we'll get to that
1: later. It's a numbers game yeah we'll get to that <laughs> uh, okay. depend on it. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something about when I figured out that the the army itself is a is a business oh yeah I didn't I didn't I didn't get that my, remember I was sheltered growing up so and uh, that's not like when I say I was sheltered I'm not blaming my parents for my upbringing because at some point as a as a young teenager, you get to choose like I want to do this I want to do that and then you have that fight with your parents. I didn't I ain't fight. I was more comfortable playing video games, um, watching TV or hanging out with the friends that my parents do approve of. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, I was true. I was comfortable in that. Path in of least resistance. There you go. Yeah. Um so I realized that, hmm, the it's <laughs> the fact that you're on a contract, you can't get out of it. So you have no choice but to to finish. You have no choice. I remember being in basic training. One of my um, drill sergeants—I don't do—I remember their name. One of them is drill sergeant, drill sergeant Stein, drill sergeant Wright, and I forget the other one. But the think of when you think of drill sergeant Wright, I, I want you to think of the um, Honey I Shrunk Our Kids guy, the oh. the main character. I forget the, his name. Uh, the scientist. The oh, one The that, scientist, yeah, the weird die. The
0: strongest kids. Yeah. God damn it.
1: Think think oh, of him. What's his name? With a little more muscle. Still short though. Have face is somewhat identical, but he'll he'll kick your ass. You know he was what I mean? Using like,
0: little sharper horse. What's his name, Andrew? What's his name?
1: Look it up, Andrew.
0: <laughs> I don't even know why. I think I know it. What's the hell? I know it. Uh,
1: it's
2: just I hate that, man. man. It's just like some fucking innate knowledge that you've known all of your life and then the second
1: you <laughs> can't think of it.
2: the second someone asks you
1: you're like oh, what is it I've, I'm not good with names I'm, I'm he honest. was in Ghostbusters too wasn't he yeah, yeah he was he was. Okay. he was he played the neighbor he did
0: well, and he, well, no, he was right.
1: also in uh, Spaceballs I think that's the name Yo, yeah he Spaceballs. was Okay. Uh, uh,
0: uh, <laughs> okay I'm sorry dude <laughs> whose name we don't remember you are a comedy legend you are com- and uh, we are not paying you your due diligence right now. We're not. You're not. I'm sorry for that. Um,
1: so, <laughs> damn, where was I? Right. So my my, my uh, drill sergeants they would tell me they would they would tell all of, all of us um, the fastest way out of here is to get through. And when they said that shit, they meant that shit because like if you if you decided to not um, cooperate with the system that they had in place. Um, do what is asked of you or break the rules or whatnot. your time will you'll be you'll be put in a you'll get in trouble and I forget the correct um, terminology they would use but you'll be you run the risk of being a part of what they call the um, I believe the the layovers I believe that's the right term for it it's basically the kids who aren't going to graduate with (laughs) the uh, the other the soldiers who are going to graduate basic training and You'll have to wait longer before you can go home. Oh, because so. it's, it's a it's a paper. It's I can't. That's as far as I can go. I don't want to. I'm I'm not like you. This is something you can speak of. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it's just I just want to make sure that if I'm going to go deep into it, I can remember the the correct terminology. So I don't leave you know you guys astray. But just know that if you messed up, you run the risk of basic training, which will last like what three months. You run the risk of not getting home for an additional two months.
0: Okay, because you have to continue basic training. Right. So it's either fall well, in not, line. Not
1: that you have to continue basic training. It's just they they, they will. So these layovers will stay, and they'll clean.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I don't know. It's like they gotta. I don't know what takes them so long to ship these guys out. I don't. I don't know. I can't speak on that. It's it's, like they, it's, they hold you. It's, <laughs> It's
0: like blackmail. It's either you fall in line and listen to everything we say.
1: Well, you'll be punished.
0: <laughs> or, and you get home in three years, or you can talk back, and we get three years can turn into three and a half years, exactly. and it can turn into four. This is what it is. And it's like, you just keep your mouth shut. So you have to continue. So you have to do that no matter what. And they yeah, they just hold you hostage, basically. They just hold you hostage. But... Yeah. Yeah, I was always afraid to like go to the military because I was like, will they break me? They Will they break my like happy go lucky spirit? Because I, cause I have the tendency to be like, okay, you told me to be here at five o'clock, but just to protest, I'm coming in at 5.02.
1: Oh, in that case, yes, they will break you for that. <laughs> you, I promise you, like, you show up late to. Uh, formation, which is basically just like it's a it's a roll call, making sure that everybody's still alive, making sure that um everybody's here ready for the work day and then at the formation we after we do the um the ro- the roll call, you know we stand at attention for the flag or for the for the for the for the horn or I forget what it is the horn or whatnot, and then we do our little bugle the bugle there you go ah uh, yeah, you're military uh boy scouts, <laughs> boy scouts. <laughs> and um uh, well, you know, then we'll do our um, we'll we'll sing our 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 spirit song, the Rock of the Marne song, whatnot. Um, then after that, we'll go and exercise. If if you're late for that, I promise you, you, you will not be late the next time. Has that carried out into your civilian life? Are you like, do you wake up at the same time every day? No, because like I said, there's two people. There's two types of people that in from from my um observations two type of people that join the military the ones that are going to love it and then the ones who are either gonna hate it or uh, realize it's not for them once they get out you just you go back to because you get you're so happy it's like oh what I don't have to go to bed right now yeah <clears throat> and then like you just sleep in you know what I mean like for me that was that wasn't the case for me like even like since day one I always knew like man I really like I'll do this because I don't want to get in trouble and I just want to get it over it and get it through. Um and I want to make my family proud. But psh, the moment I get my release papers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm 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 done. But it's good to be on time for things. It's good to have a set schedule cuz when you have a set schedule and you start early, you can do so much throughout the day. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to get back into that into that that groove of things cuz I'm trying to get back to waking
2: up at 7 a.m. every day. Yes. But it's just so hard. It's
1: tough. It is <clears throat> tough. If you can do it, you're one step ahead of everybody else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I used to wake up early and go to the gym every morning, like at like six, but that stopped.
1: <laughs> oh man. But um, I keep I keep forgetting where um we're at. So I'll just go ahead and just say the the mistake. The mistake is I decided to. Join the military not for myself, but for the people around me. I decided to join the military <clears throat> for for my family, which is not a bad reason it's not, it's not a bad reason, but like my heart wasn't fully in it. I remember having a conversation with my mother, and um I was like, yeah my we, 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 we were talking about I don't know what to do right now, um I'm not in school anymore got these jobs but it's just not paying the bills but we were talking about money I remember mom saying to me why don't you join the um, army reserves do the army reserves it's it's basically part time they'll pay for your school and you know what I'm saying go go to school for what it is you want to do I want to go to school for filmmaking and I was like technically I'm, I'm married now I'm like what 20, 23 so I'm at that age now where it's like I, I hear you mom but you know what I'm saying? I'm my own man now. But at this time, this point, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do more, and I'm gonna take my mom's advice. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna seriously think about it. Thought about it. Signed up. So I want to do. i Reserve. They asked me what uh, MOS I was interested in. I told them that um, I want to do uh, infantry because I feel like that would be the best MOS to prepare me for what I want to do outside, you know, what I want to do once I got out, which was become a policeman. And I remember the um, staff sergeant that was <clears throat> taking care of my paperwork, I remember him telling me, like, um, okay, okay. So I was thinking about putting you in military police MOS field, but I don't, that's not going to really uh, prepare you for when you get out because you're going to have to change your whole system, you know what I'm saying? Of how you operate as a policeman. Well, you got to start shooting people. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, infantryman hey, Man, for sure, that's, that's what you're going to do. So I passed that little one one, one <clears throat> which is basically you run a mile, see how fast you can run a the mile, then do push-ups in a minute, how many push you can do in a minute, and then how many sit you can do in a minute. I passed that. Now we got to go to a place called MEPS, I believe, which is located in Raleigh. And that's where your paperwork goes, and your recruiter goes with you to further background check. Um, you get thorough um, physical um, exam. Um, you do eye exams, and uh, you just that's that's basically where. Once you leave there, you'll know for sure whether you're going <laughs> or, or you're, you're you're not accepted. And um, so I remember doing everything, and I found out that um, I had flat feet. When I was in there, and if you have flat feet your flat feet you're not supposed to be they're not supposed to take you because you're gonna be on your feet so much your feet you're gonna you're gonna start having problems, which is what I experienced when i when I got in I've experienced feet problems, but um they let me in anyway because it's a numbers game or they they need the numbers yeah. you know um. Did you not know you had flat feet before? Like when I you were know. dancing I, I, or I played I played basketball, <laughs> I played soccer, um I you know what I'm saying, class clown, anything a class clown would do in the classroom, stand on top of chairs or whatnot to get a lab. I did that. Never had any problems with my feet. Until I joined <laughs> the military. But that's because you got a lot of weight you're carrying. Fast forward a little bit. So I'm at the I'm at MEPS and I'm waiting for I guess the where I can get to choose my the MOS, make my final selection of my MOS. And I remember my recruiter coming out and him coming up to me and was like, all right, so uh, I got some good news and I got some bad news. Which one you want to hear first? I was like, let me hear the bad news. He was like, bad news is they're not accepting anybody else for Army Reserve right now. Ooh. I was like, okay. (laughs) He says, good news is they're accepting people for active duty. I was like, all right. So now I'm stuck with a now I've, I've, I came in wanting going to do Army Reserve so I can get my education and, you know what I'm saying, do my, get my civilian on, basically, to help better, my, help better myself so I can help my family. Now I'm stuck with the <laughs> either or of do I go home and just stick it out with these two jobs and just like really like have grit, you know what I'm saying, and just just stick it out, which is what I should have done. Not because the army is bad, but just because it's doable. There was nothing wrong with my situation. I was just scared. Mm-hmm. Um. Or I joined active duty. Make some money. But
0: it's not the reserve.
1: It's not, it's not the reserve.
0: I'm be honest with you. I he probably
1: <laughs> knew when he was taking you there. Yeah. yeah. Bro, <laughs> they're always accepting Army Reserve. There's never. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a numbers game. You gotta keep the numbers. There's like I've never heard of we're not accepting. So, like, there's recruiters right now as we speak, recruiting people to join Army Reserve and active duty. It's, yeah, it's 24 hours. It's non stop.
0: He hit you with that. He hit me uh, with
1: that, boy. That
0: uh, high high-stakes <laughs> sale.
1: He got me. Oh, he got me good. Cause I'm sitting. I'm just like, all right, all right. And then as I'm talking, he's saying like, "Hey, man, like, <laughs> here goes the bitch. <laughs> he was like, "Listen, I know it's, it's scary. You don't want to do." You know, you come here, I'm in reserve, but, you know, you don't want to do active duty because you're afraid to go out and die. I get it. But listen, man, you're going to make a lot of money. You're going to gonna join active duty, you know what I'm saying? You're going to go overseas, and overseas is where all the money is at. Let me tell you something. My first trip to, um, what what's say, Afghanistan, um, I had nothing. Got back home, 7 G's in my bank account. Speaking of all these numbers game, right? I'm thinking myself like, that's what I need right now. You talk to a brother need needs some money, man. Like, I, mm-hmm. I can't pay rent. That's what I need. I got in. Never got deployed. <laughs> it's like, so, I started playing the lottery, like, a week ago. I don't play anymore. Because I won, I won the first time. I won $100. Now I was like, okay. $2 ticket got me $100. So, I made a $98 profit, technically. I was like, oh, sweet. This is, this must be the ticket to play. Played again, paid twenty five dollars for a twenty dollar diamond dazzler, um, another two dollar holiday cheer, and I think that was it. That was in a Fiji water because I didn't want to be that guy that goes up to. This is my first time ever, like, or second time buying. Lottery <laughs> you don't want just be buying a buying lottery. a lottery ticket. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like going to the store buying condoms. <laughs> yeah. You got to put something. <laughs> you gotta else You got to put something buggy. else up there because like just condoms is, like either you 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 run. You're, it's like for me, I'll be afraid of whether the um, the clerk is like, either this guy is a sex addict or this is his first time. It's not a good place yeah. to be in. <laughs> They're so expensive
0: nowadays, too, man.
1: What, condos? Yeah. Oh,
0: I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, you've been out of the game. Been and you got game. a kid on the way, so you definitely don't yeah, know. Yeah, I've
1: been out of the game for yeah. a minute.
2: Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because I used to get the the big pack – Every two weeks or something, it was something like 80 bucks a month.
1: Mm. Of
2: just like because I would get the expensive Trojans. Because
0: I feel like a Trojan, there's a lot of things I'll skimp on in a date, like paying the bills or like. Or try to get that cheap appetizer, but the condom, Mm -hmm. the condom can make or break whether or not you're gonna have sex. Like, never skimp on the condom. Yeah. If you hand me a Durex, Durexes are trash. I'm not putting on a Durex. I swear I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I will leave.
1: Respect. I mean, I don't. I mean, I wore Durexes.
0: <laughs> you were a Durex man.
1: I mean, especially when you ain't got no money, like <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. I
2: get it. My dad handed me a, a brown paper bag full of condoms when I was like eighteen, mm. and uh, they were all Durexes. And that was what I that was what that was what I learned with. Once I experienced the Trojan Ecstasies, those are good. My little sponsor. fine nice
1: back in the day was when I I don't know how much they are now but like those
0: I think they were the same price as the ecstasy ones yeah y'all know what rock bottom is no premiums you ever use a premium
1: never heard of are those the free ones (laughs) (laughs) that they hand out on college
0: (laughs) premiums man you play with your life when you use a premium (laughs) (laughs) like uh, it cut off circulation (laughs) and I'm good You, you use premiums so you don't have to use them again so like you uh yeah. Are they even lubricated? Uh, I, I they don't could, know. I don't know. So what happens when you use a premium is she sees how uncomfortable you are. And the next time she might chip in so you can get something better. Cause like the whole time you're having to stop, like my dick about to fall off <laughs> and she'll feel sorry for you. And then she'll chip in. And then, then Durexes, and then y'all can work up the Trojans. It's like a,
2: yeah, the Trojans were always uh, the first choice, yeah. I just tried the Bearskin ones. They've been out for a while, but they're pretty good. they not bad. Let me get that sponsor, Trojan.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get sponsored by Trojan. It's uh, a good sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Bearskin is just too thin. I'm scared it's going to break? I'm scared it's going to break, and I, I need something in between me. Not anymore, but back in the day, like the ultra-thin – And some of the people I was I know who I'm fucking. (laughs) I need something in between. Like
2: See, I like to have a conversation before I fuck first. (laughs) Things like have you been tested? Da 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 not like, the jump into the bed type of guy,
0: McNeil. Like back in the day, you wouldn't even hear this when I was doing it, because I wouldn't try to touch. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't try to touch I try to stop before our bodies made contact when I was thrusting. <laughs> <laughs> You're <stupid>. I
3: was,
2: <laughs> anyway.
1: Yeah, anyway, that's <laughs> okay. 'Cause this is one of those conversations that we could just go on forever. Oh where
0: were we? <laughs> uh, we were talking about um so that was a really big mistake, but how did you get through it knowing that okay, you don't want to be doing this, but mm-hmm. you have to do it. You've mm-hmm. signed up for three years. What's your mental state like as you're doing something you don't wanna do?
1: Um, you you find joy. You get at that point <clears throat> I had to figure out what I had to find my joy um so first God definitely helped me through it having the um the support I had which guy oh now I'm joking oh the alpha and the omega like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um the fact that I never got deployed the fact that I had technically a I would say a from one of the from not my experience but an experienced veterans perspective one who's been overseas killed people. Um seen people get seen people die. Um just seen a whole bunch of like crazy shit. They would they would tell you, "Hey man, it's a uh, it's a good thing you didn't get deployed, bro." Like it's 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 never uh like, "Oh, I can't wait to get deployed." Like it's, it's not like a it's not worth the money. They'll tell you all the time it's it's not worth the money, it's not worth the time. Let me tell you, there's this one guy that was a uh, a part of my unit. I feel like he had the best military experience. Anybody can ask for it who did not want to be there. He gets there, he comes to the unit. I know him personally, but the story itself is was a rumor when I heard about it. But the story is, he got into altercation um, one weekend, and he hit a girl at the bar, and um, his punishment was he it, it was a severe punishment, but I don't know whether he went to I think I, I want to say he went to jail, but he got out. All I know for sure is that <laughs> he comes back. He's no longer with the unit. Instead, he's on main post. And guess what his job is for the next two two years of his three year contract? What? Watching the gate. He is the he is the mascot for third infantry division. <laughs> 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 so all he does is get inside a a uniform, or get inside a mascot, whatever, attend whatever uh, march is going on or event or whatnot, and then after that he's done for the day and he goes to his room and he just does nothing
2: so he got off early
1: because he punched a woman that's the that's what I got from the rumor yes that's what I got from the rumor but I'm not saying that the military did not properly handle his (laughs) situation or do any further investigation that's just (laughs) all I know for sure is that he came as an infantryman he came and something happened. Something happened. Came to Rock and Void. But when he got out, though, he was all oh, When he finally got, he came back to the unit. And when he finally joined up with us, oh, he, he, trust me, it wasn't a good experience for him because one, everybody, didn't, nobody really like liked him because it's like what you doing punching, you know what I'm saying, uh, a female for that. But also because he was so out of shape, <laughs> he had a hard time. But he, he 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 bounced back though. I will say that he bounced back. I, I believe he's no longer in it. He got out. But to me, I feel like he had the that. I mean, I'm sorry. Sign me up. Uh,
0: Someone told me that if you're a nice person, but they just realize you shouldn't have any responsibility because you're dumb, Mm -hmm. that you'll get the easy
1: job in the military. That is true. (laughs) You just that is true. If they don't find you, um, what's the word? Um, And and if they find you incompetent, um, but you're a good dude, like you show up and you do the. But you're just incompetent you're going to have you have you have the easiest job
2: unless something Really kicks off, then they'll probably
1: pluck you and put you on the front, <laughs> put line. In the front line. Be like, yeah, just just run straight over there.
0: Yeah.
1: Because numbers matter.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> numbers matter. Give me a wave, one. Yeah. yeah.
1: So all
0: the incompetent people line up in front.
2: <laughs> so I'd be the type of dude that if I ever fr- I would never join when I was a teenager. Yeah, I'd be the type of dude who would set up a situation. I would try to get the Purple Heart without.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like i would slip on a banana peel something break my ankle and
1: be like i, 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 I can't i can't I'm bro, hurt people have done that bro i'm sure people <laughs> have done that like it's Look. yo legit like i'm telling you like you either have people who love it you know what i'm saying they were meant to be there or the ones who hate it or for whatever reason they will do whatever they have to do to get out of doing shit that's who they be calling the military shitbags. <laughs> never wanna I was never a shitbag during my military career. But I was not the don't expect me I mean, I look the part where it's like, this guy has a good head on his shoulders. He looks like he knows exactly what he's doing. No, do not give me a compass and do not give me a map. Like yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna work out for you. But I am a team player and whatever needs to be done for the team, I will do that. Oh, I'm Legit. a shitbag. <sighs> See, don't join. I would fall off a mountain. See, Andrew, I told
0: you told you to play the game with the boy scouts. I was a star. I was a star of boy scouts. <laughs> they loved me. And I showed up late to everything
2: cuz I knew how to play the game. Sure. I just I can't do it. I can't do marching. Marching, I think it hits my DNA a little bit. <laughs> but no, it just you got to see the thing. On, is, I just reapplied. I enjoyed my camp spe-
0: experience. They're not gonna watch this. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Neville hears it. He ain't gonna care. Uh, but I, yeah, uh, I would sing off key on purpose out loud. I would. I enjoyed myself during marches. Yeah, oh like. my
1: god! That I mean, but I mean, that that's all. That's fun though. Yeah, that's fun. you gotta have, find fun in it. Yeah. I had fun during the day. I know you did. <laughs>
2: I work the beach, mm. so I sent all my staff out to teach their classes. I could read on the beach. I can go swim laps. I put myself
0: <laughs> back down for rifle director and aquatics director. Oh, you want aquatics? Ed communication director.
2: Hold on. First of all, I saw you swim. <laughs> <laughs> right. for
0: the, second of all, you know they don't care.
2: They don't care, but you got to go to NCS for that.
0: And that was tough. I gotta do is first of all, people passed who could not. You're right, you're <laughs> right. There were some right. people that passed swimming <laughs> to be a lifeguard. That I was like, "Are you they serious?" Share. Like I, I I'm very chill, mm-hmm. but like there are times when I'm like, "All right, we gotta be serious." And some of the lifeguards they passed <laughs> can't <Shouldn't> be lifeguards. <laughs> <laughs> should not be lifeguards. One dude was high the entire time. Oh, you oh, talking about from talking. oh
2: from I from, from school? One of my staff members. Oh no, from school. Yeah, that guy. We're I'm friends with him on. So we went off to a school to get training for a week. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with him on Facebook.
0: I wonder if he made it through the summer. <laughs> I remember the first time I met him. He walks up to me. He's like, "What's up, dude?" I was like, "It's six o'clock." Wait, no, it was like eight o'clock in the morning. He's like, "What's up, dude?" I'm like, "He's stoned already." <laughs> <laughs> he was all charisma. Like we would have to, <laughs> if we had to answer
2: something in class or a question or something, Hmm. he would give such non-answers in such confident ways. (laughs) Like, it would be a question about uh, the proper rescue technique for, like, a deep water thing or something. He's like, well, here's the thing. When you're rescuing somebody, you got to come in, and, you know, it's like you said. You know, I really like what you say. You're a great guy. I love how you instruct and you teach. You're so personable. You know, like, he was that type of guy. (laughs) Oh, killing me. Did he didn't answer the question. Everybody feels better about but He does not answer. <laughs> but yes, yeah, I, I I could never join the military, never ever.
1: But that's that's good. You're doing your country a service because you don't want you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy that thinks he's going to go in, <clears throat> and you're you're going for the purpose of yeah, I want to go, uh, I want to go shoot some, uh, I want to go shoot people, I want to go shoot some uh, Taliban's or something like that. Don't don't be that guy. That shouldn't be your sole purpose, to go shoot another human being in the face. That shouldn't be your sole purpose. But a lot of the ones that do say that are the ones that get in there and are shitbags. They get yeah. in there. They're not physically fit. Well, to even some, I remember learning sometime in college. I mean, there are so many people
2: who say that. But when it comes to actual like firefights and stuff like that, a lot, I, I believe it was over half of soldiers, are shooting over the enemy. Because they do not want to kill anybody. But that's a different thing. But
1: yeah, I, I couldn't, I could never shoot anybody unless it was like a life or de- like yeah. I'm talking like you're in the comfort of your own home, right? And somebody's breaking. That's different, yeah. Versus going to somebody else's. You if know what you I'm saying? We're basically doing the breaking in. You one street over from me and piss me off
2: to the point of grabbing my gun. By the time I'm down to the end of my street, I'm like, ah. It's
0: not it worth worth good. It. Nah, I'm good. It's not- how did your wife feel when you came home? It was like, oh, didn't do reserves. I'm doing active.
1: Oh, her and her whole side of the family were furious at me. That night was a very emotional night. I remember like um, coming in, and then I was like, yes, I'm I'm joining active duty. And then my um, my brother in law was just like, what? What the fuck? What are you talking? Cho- oh my god, stillman, no. And then my mother in law just like, oh my god, he's gonna die. He's gonna die. He's gonna-. like, it just got kind of like it was very heavy. You know what I'm saying because like I, they were the fan, that that my my wife's side of the family is the family where they they open up, they talk about feelings and they work hard. They're hard workers. They they have the, I'm sorry, but my my wife's side of the family is the true definition of grit to me. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like they they work through it and they they just get through it. It doesn't matter what it is they have to do, they do what they got to do as long as people are safe, they got their loved ones, life is life is good. They're that's them. Me on the other hand, at, at the time, I'm a panicker. I'm like, oh, man, I'm turning into a shit bag. I need to, <laughs> I need to do something. Like, I got to, I uh, mean, my, my family needs this, my family needs that. I don't know what to do, blah, 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 Not even looking at the, so my mistake was I didn't take a minute to actually look at the blessings that I had around me. I had a great support, family support on my, on my wife's side. My had my church supporting me. <clears throat> and I had two jobs. I was working. It's not like I wasn't working. You know what I'm saying? It's just I had to get into the rhythm of saving money, which is very important. Um, spending money, um, spending money better, which is even more important in terms of like what you're spending it on. Your discipline. Right. Exactly. And that's something that the army did teach me. It taught me everything I went in for. They didn't teach me, but I came out still with some good. Was, was I came out with better? I came out better than I did going in for sure. But yeah, man, like yeah, my family, they weren't. My wife's were. side of the family, they weren't, they weren't for it. But <clears throat> I remember they they expressed themselves. You see what I'm saying? Like they got everything that was on their mind. They say it then and there instead of saying, Oh, you know, thank you. We're we're so glad that you're fighting for this country, blah, blah. That's a good thing you're doing. Good job. And then you leave and like, this dude right here, man, he knows he's short, right? What if they go through some rivers or some stuff? Like, he's gonna, like, you know what I'm saying? They they was up front with me and said, This is how we feeling. And because of that, we was able to get to the point where it's like, all right, well, I remember my brother-in-law telling me, like, you know, I'm, I'm a you man. I'm not really feeling you going to the Army, but I, I respect the fact that you're willing to make such big sacrifice to take care of my sister.
2: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like,
1: to hear that means, like, all right, I'm doing something right, at least.
2: It does seem like some shit a guy would say. <laughs> yeah, I'm joining the army. I'm gonna be stationed
1: in Georgia. <laughs>
2: They're kind of hanging out in Atlanta fucking
1: Yo got a second family. What <laughs> that shit happens in the military. Like <laughs> people have two families in the military. For sure. That that goes down. Like I'm not saying no names. I'm just, I'm just letting you know, like whatever you can imagine, just know as long as it's in the um the real realm, like, and you could you could put any type of situation together. I guarantee you, has happened.
0: How like it must be stressful to have a second family.
1: I don't get. What do you get out of it? No, I don't. know. You just have to
0: abandon one. Like, uh, what, what, Okay, what's but, the best case scenario if you have a second family?
1: From a guy standpoint, you're just having sexual relations with another woman. I'm sorry. You know what
0: I'm saying? Like, how do you deal with it? Like, you 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 were having fun, and you just found out. That your girlfriend on the side is pregnant and is keeping it. Mm. How do you deal with that one? Like, do you do you have a second family?
1: Like, do you tell her? Do you tell your wife, like, hey? At that point, telling them. Because, <clears throat> like, for you to have a second family, <clears throat> to me, that that says that you're not filling your first personally. family. <laughs> yeah. So you you're desperately trying to get out, but you just don't know how to do it. And you just so happen to find another woman that you love. And then y'all just... I don't know you. I don't know. It's, just, it's still if it's you have a second family, you're just to be broke up. by forty years old. Ex- and also, you're never like, going to retire. You just had one family, so you know what it's like to not only not like your spouse, but then now you're adding kids into the equation. Why would you go out have relations with another woman and have another baby or take care of the kids when you're just going to go from one headache to another headache? Because you still have like marriage is not a. It's not a headache. Marriage isn't a headache. But everything's not, every day is not sunshine and rainbow. Even you still, why do people get married more than once? I told I told my wife straight up, I told her, I see us doing 20 plus. That means, you know, to death do us part. Did you sign a prenup? No, we didn't. We didn't. Didn't have to. Didn't. Nice. Um, didn't have anything to begin with. <laughs> and everything that I have now, like, I'm telling you, like, she is my, like, she helped me. Every, like She's a co-producer. Exactly. So for me to, like, even say... <laughs> like, if I was to, after this podcast, humor and mistakes, y'all blow up, and then I blow up, and then money starts raking in. For me to say um, that she doesn't, me to say that she only gets half of it would be like a a slap in the face. Like, we share this. This is this is us. You get what I'm saying? But, um, ah, dang, where was I? Uh, marriage isn't all sunshine and rainbows. Right. Mar- marriage isn't all sunshines and rainbows. Like, you're still going to have your times where... You're going to not see how to, like you're, you're going to legitimately like, I'm not feeling you right now. It's, it's going to happen because we're people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You, you're going to do something that's going to upset her or she's going to do something that's going to upset you. It's going to happen. So why would you want to start a second family <coughs> and, and think that... <laughs> anything's going to be different. Anything's going to be different. You're still going to reach... That's, that's what, At that point, it, it's, it's now on the man. Or the person, or even even a woman can have a second family. I Something's wrong. It with It might be
0: obvious when she comes home, home pregnant. pregnant.
1: <laughs> Is that my
0: baby? I'm gonna have it, and you're not gonna see the baby again. Don't worry about this baby that's inside of me. Um, that's crazy. I those people scare me. Like, cause they they that means that they are the best actors to be. Cause you have to act 24 seven if you have a second family and are hiding
1: it. Like that shit, that and you have no emotions. Yeah, you have like, no uh, emotions. None, none. Because if that was me, like, because I'm a man, I'm liable. Like, we're all, everybody's able to cheat. So, 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 me saying that is, I could, I could cheat on my wife. Not going to, never have, never will. I could, I could, I could, I could cheat on my loved one. Right? Me cheating on my loved one could be one of many things. It could be one. Um, just so happens, I'm a sex addict. You know what I'm saying? Or, um, it was I, I was I was late, hanging out with the friends, we went to the strip club or something like that, one thing led to another, boom, I'm in this predicament. Three, we just haven't been seen eye to eye, um, we haven't <clears throat> had any intimacy between us two in a while, and she just came along. You know what I'm saying? It means nothing. That, I am cool with. Not saying it's right to cheat, but that is like, okay... That 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 sorry, not cool with, but that I can understand, that I can wrap my mind around as to why you would do that. But it's not a second family. Mm-hmm. Me, I couldn't do it. As soon as I found out that my girlfriend is pregnant, or my 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 side chick is pregnant, <laughs> I'm crying. I'm going to my wife like, baby, I messed up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's just it's gonna happen. Well, you don't like, for have me, that.
2: You've already invested everything into exactly. one exactly. What else do you have to invest into another person unless? You're a sociopath who hasn't invested anything in anybody ever. That's okay.
0: Uh I disagree with the cheating thing, right? Having cheated before, it's like out of it it takes steps to cheat. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from experience. When I, you know, was younger and immature and like selfish. And now that I have experience of a cheat, like being a cheater, anyone who cheats, it's you are a bad person because it's not like you just up and decided. Uh, You got drunk and it happened. No, unless y'all had sex in public, in the club. Yeah. Like y'all saw each other. Oh, it's, things are so hot and heavy that she just sat down on it. Yeah, yeah. I, that may be the only explanation I'll listen to. Like we was making it out in the club, zipped out my pants. Bam, she put her mouth on it. Possibly. Getting a lap dance. Very specific. Yeah. It has to happen in <laughs> the, moment. In the it, moment. It can happen in the moment. In like the moment. Somebody in just moment. zips out your pants and before you know it, things are happening. Right. But other than that, if y'all go to a private location by yourself, y'all go to a bedroom or something, we are adults. That's premeditated. You know what's going <laughs>
2: down. Like, I feel like most, I don't even say most, I have no idea what the numbers are. But I feel like at least in media and stuff, the way it's portrayed is... Men's affairs are spur of the moment. women's affairs are premeditated they're deeply emotional, and
1: I feel like it's both you're right, you're right, but I feel like it's both that's it's, how they're portrayed yeah I oh, okay. Like, okay
0: if you walk into if you're walking down the hall to a room with you and another person and it has a bed in it and you have a significant other, you have that whole walk that home whole walk. you got the cab ride there. You're thinking about the whole time. This is from experience, and at some point, you accept. You're like, I'm probably going to cheat. You can lie to yourself, but you were sitting there like, I'm probably going to do it. And you accept it, and that is why I will never take a cheater back because you thought for at least 10 to 15 minutes as y'all were going to this location, and the whole time you were saying, fuck Donovan. (laughs) Don't nobody say, fuck Donovan.
2: That needs to be another segment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little yeah. rant? I don't even know if I believe in marriage anymore. Mm. The world is changing me as I get older. I'm starting to
0: trust people less and less. <laughs> Trevor Noah put me up on something. He, he said he don't think he could get married, but if he did, he couldn't live with someone. And I I, I respect that. He's like, I could be in a relationship, but I can't just like physically live with someone the entire time. Um... I'm just.
1: There's what benefit is marriage? It's tough because the fact that the law or the government is involved in the marriage is what makes it very like. So what's the point of Mm. of getting married? Because like the the type of marriage that my wife and I have, like what it was built off of, somebody who decides not to get married but stay with that person for twenty plus years, that's the same thing. You get what I'm saying? It's it's no. Just because we went through the. Just because we got our, our so, marriage certificate. Uh,
2: civil union? What? Is that a legal thing?
1: The The whole point of, for me, um, the whole point of marriage, you're marrying somebody not for what they have or what they'll... Yeah, you're marrying someone not for what they have material-wise. We'll put money in that aspect, too. So you're marrying somebody because of what they... they what they bring to the table for you, you know what I'm saying, in life. I, I had to talk with my <laughs>
0: sister about this because I was, like, telling her I was afraid to get married because I'm going to lose half my shit and all this. And uh, she's a lawyer, and she said, what men do and why men will lose half their shit is because men are afraid to date someone who is equally yoked. So what she meant by that is is that if you're a hustler – and you're you're a hustler, you're going to either you have a lot of money now or you're going to make a lot of money. Most men will not date someone as, as who hustles like them. Yeah, see that's why and, I, I want
2: to marry up.
0: Yeah, and so, but they won't marry someone like Scar that. Joe.
2: <laughs> I want to move to LA and marry Scarlett Johansson. Everybody wants to marry Scarlett Johansson, but like
0: uh but they won't do that. So it's ultimately the man's fault because you married some you didn't marry someone who has the same ambition as you. So, yeah, when you lose your shit, it's because you married someone who's lazy. or she's like, An opportunist. Yeah, you married an opportunist. If you married someone who was on your level, you're not going to lose half your shit. Very true. Yeah. Change my perspective. Also, if I married somebody on
2: my level, she would also have nothing. <laughs> so it would be nothing. But y'all can build together.
0: Exactly. She's a hustler like I you. Y'all together. will be fine. Even if you build up something, she's going to build up something. She ain't gonna want your shit.
2: I'm gonna look if you're a lady out there. Who's and you're a, a hustler, co-host of a podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's swap podcast handles.
0: <laughs> so, what are some of the lessons you've learned throughout life?
1: One is is definitely because of my military experience. Just don't be in don't be in a hurry. Have grit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's okay to still be in that. This sucks. You know what I'm saying? As long as you keep moving forward, you'll eventually get out of it. Because, like, whatever situation, you know, people may be in right now, it's only temporary. It's never forever. You know what I'm saying? It eventually has their, oh, this is terrible, or it can't get no worse than this. It's, it'll be over, and then you'll be in a situation where it's like, oh, this is good. Um, It's not so bad. It could be worse. Um, So the military taught me that. Um, oh, well, we have a special surprise for you. Okay. Uh, here at this
0: podcast, we like to do a little motivational speech at the end. Okay. Uh, we want you to give a motivational speech, a little TED talking, if you will, uh, to somebody that you think needs a motivational speech. Maybe you're talking to younger Stillman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm going to do something different. I could do that, but I'm going to give a motivational speech to the people. All right, little mistakers, listen up. Today is Wednesday It's the middle of the week When Monday came You were saddened because you knew I had to go back to work today Tuesday rolled around and you was like I think I can make it Wednesday's here and now you're panicking And you're waiting desperately for Friday to come And when Friday does get here, it'll be gone just like that. Because you're having so much fun Friday, not thinking about the working hard and, you know, just letting loose and and partying up and whatnot. Whatever that looks like for you. I'm here to say to you, stop thinking about the days. Don't worry about what day it is. You can work hard and play at the same time. To all the men out there, it's okay To let loose I'm not talking about anger I'm talking about your feelings Okay It's okay to say Man Today sucks I feel like shit I feel like I'm not Living up to expectations It's okay to say You know what I don't want to drink Hard liquor today I want to drink Apple cider It's okay to drink Apple cider man It's okay Actually Red's apple Tastes really good It's okay to go up to a female and instead of saying the most macho line ever, just going up to her and saying, hi, my name is such and such, and I think you're pretty. You know what I'm saying? Or I think I'm really not good at this. Um, Do you want to grab a cup of coffee? It's okay to come like, you got to come up to like, damn, girl. That ass though You don't have to do that You know what I mean Um, What else man Oh it's okay to Not Have a clear definition Of what a man is Because It's up to you as a man To create your own definition Of to what you feel like Being a man is You know If, if being a man to you is Taking care of your responsibilities. and take care of your responsibilities. You know. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Whatever a man looks like to you. Just do that. But respect other men. And just because one man. Decides not to wear. Baggy clothes. Or skinny jeans. With a button up and a tie. Doesn't mean he's any less of a of a man. Compared to you. So. I think that's it. I mean. It's kind of. It's not bad for being off the top of the yeah. head. That's <laughs> good. I
0: it? liked it. We got the non-definition of what a man is. It can be whatever you want it to be. Um. So what do you want to leave the people with? Like what do you got coming up? Um, uh,
1: any more sketches? So I, I do have uh, some more sketches coming up. Um, they're still in the writing process um if you haven't checked out the well if you want to i have i do all my um video content on instagram and um you can find me at emba t v ninety one that's m b a t v nine one um and i got like a not that many but i got i got a, i got enough uh content to keep you busy um they're shot really well Thank you, like, thank you. You edited it in the yeah, 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 Okay. I edited it myself. Um, NBA TV 91? hmm Sweet. Um, other than that, um, we got a cool, dope-ass show this Friday um, at the Pit in Chapel Hill. Um, so come out. All shows are free. I think—are you performing, Megan? I Hill? will be, but unfortunately, when they hear this— That'll be in the past. Well that's in the past. Well, how soon will they be able to hear about the show or the festival going on November twentieth? No. They won't hear about that either? No, they will not. They're gonna it. miss out. All right, well. They are. I'm gonna do my best to document. There's a dope ass uh festival happening on November twentieth, and I'm gonna do my best to document it. So if you would like to see footage from that festival, um I'm gonna have it on my Instagram. So check out my Instagram account at Imba TV 91 one, and uh, other than that, that's, that's all I got. I'm just gonna continue improving with you, brother.
0: <laughs> what you got for the people?
2: Uh, still haven't made everything the same name yet. Follow me on Instagram at Andrew Gleason NC. I got a new weekly series up, and I uh, dropping some sketches soon. Follow me on TikTok where you can see other types of video comedy sketches and whatnot, Andrew Gleason Comedy. Follow me on Twitter where you can get my witty retorts to the Washington Post at A. Gleason Comedy. And um, I believe the time this drops, there'll be a new YouTube channel, right? It's.
0: I sent you the link for it last night.
2: Yeah, I'm aware. Okay. There's a new Humor and Mistakes YouTube channel. Yeah, Humor and Mistakes Ooh. Podcast. The
0: thing is called Humor and Mistakes Podcast YouTube channel. Yeah. It's, Definitely. Yeah. You uh, you
2: signed on and looked at it? Yeah. I'm a, a co-owner of the Google account now. Yeah. And uh, so you can find me on there uh, doing
0: this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we got a YouTube channel now. Uh, you can follow me on everything called I Keep It McReal. Uh, you can check out my latest hit, TikTok video. It's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. I dropped 10 fucking videos over the last month and a half. And I'm dropping minute-long videos on TikTok. And they average 150 views apiece. Mm-hmm. I've got seven followers. He drops one video, 1,100 views. 1,100 wow. and growing.
0: And then like <laughs> 9... Non-followers. I'm, I'm, I'm fucked up.
2: I didn't know the format. You got to do 15 second clips. I'm dropping hits, it, baby.
1: I'm dropping hits. If, if TikTok was during the, the 90s and above, you would have been fine. It, this generation,
0: we it's gotta. Need be. They got like yeah, they need, they need quick. it quick. They need it quick. I don't even understand TikTok, man. Like, how do you get popular just standing there lip syncing a song? Not gonna talk shit about the app though, because uh, yeah, you got success, people, bro. bro. Yeah, people. <laughs> like, yeah, TikTokers bro, people people. Uh, they tuned
2: out. A quarter way through this podcast, <laughs> <laughs>
3: do
2: you think they listen to podcasts?
0: Probably not. Nah. Nah. They need nah. like do kids listen to podcasts. When they, what they to
1: do though, they'll like if a podcast is like popular, they'll take the funny thing from that podcast, podcast and, and create it'll a, be a clip. It. yeah yeah. <laughs> just hearing that,
0: maybe one day they'll lip sync us. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um,
2: well, if I would have said something, it would have still made me look. Like an idiot.
0: So, uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, follow us. Follow me on I Keep It Uh Sketches coming for you. We got a new one coming tonight, which yeah. it'll be in the past, so that doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, we got stuff coming for you. Uh, yeah, when is this dropping? Uh, before Christmas, right? Yeah. Uh, Stillman, so, thank you for jumping on the podcast. Thank you for so, having me, man. Andrew. Thank you for co-hosting. Uh, remember, little mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, but it's okay. Thank you for listening to the podcast all the way through. If you've enjoyed this, please like and subscribe, or just let us know what we can do to improve your listening experience. Thank you, little mistakers.